perhaps you are aware of the amazing feat of Eliud Kupchage, who recently ran a marathon 26.2 miles in under two hours. And if you've been following it, you're aware that everything was set up for his success. I mean, they picked the race course in Vienna. They picked the perfect weather day. He had a truck that ran in front of him that had lasers on the ground showing him the pace that he needed to keep in order to achieve his goal. He had goal. He had over 36 runners with him uh, that traded on and off pace setters, if you will, that ran in front of him, blocking or shielding any wind that might have taken away his fast time or something. Uh, he had somebody on a bicycle offering him nutrition on and on and on. Oh, and he had these awesome Nike shoes made just for him that supposedly make it easier to run and made him run faster. Who knows? But honestly, I don't care anything about any of that. The man still ran 26.2 miles, averaging a pace of four minutes and 32 seconds. What? And the thing is, when he finished, he was certainly excited for himself, but some of the first words out of his mouth were about how he knew others would now be able to do this as well. And he is quoted as saying, together, when we run, we can make this world a beautiful world. While he trained and tried and dreamed of breaking this barrier, setting this record for some time, upon accomplishing it, he didn't seek out for self-glory, but he sought to encourage others. He essentially said, I, you know, I have just done what everyone has deemed in possible. I have shown that it is possible. And he knew that he did not do it on his own. I love that he also said, you cannot train alone and expect to make a fast time. A hundred percent of me is nothing compared to one percent of the team. Together, when we run, we can make this world a beautiful world. I love his story, at least the part of it that I know. And I love that he seeks not his own glory, but he seeks to encourage others and what he has been able to do with the support and encouragement of God and others. Support and encouragement. We all need such things, don't we, to get through this thing we called life. We look to God and to others, believing that God works in and through us as well as in and by the Spirit. But sometimes the struggle is real, isn't it? The author of our book of Hebrews knew this. And so he has written in what is more uh, considered to be a sermon than a letter. He has written to the people of God in that time and place, encouraging them not to give up, telling them to persevere in the face of persecution and trials and struggles. In chapter 11, after stating that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things unseen, he goes on to list heroes of the faith, those who in and by faith accomplished great things. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to go to receive as an inheritance. And he set out not knowing where he was going. Anyone here ever not know where you were 
going. By faith, he goes on to list others to remind them of folks like Moses and Jacob and Gideon and Samson and on and on. And after naming all these heroes of the faith, these saints, he goes on in chapter 12 to to say what we heard just a few minutes ago. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run with perseverance the race that is before us. These words encourage and exhort us even in these 2019, over 2,000 years later, don't they? Although for sure it's a different culture and a different time and different specific experiences, we all struggle with faith at times, don't we? And who isn't encouraged by reminders or stories of people both past and present who in taking leaps of faith and believing in something greater than themselves chose to do something others once thought impossible or a waste of time? Nelson Mandela, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Mother Teresa, I am sure you have your own list of heroes, people who come to your mind when you think about heroes in your life and faith. And I'm sure some of them are, you know, famous, those that you have not known personally, but also those you have and those you hold dear to you. People who have been examples of what it means to live by faith, people who have given of themselves to make this world a better place. Today on this All Saints Sunday, we remember and give thanks for all the saints, remembering that we too are saints. And just like the list from Hebrews, just like those on our personal list, just like us, saints aren't perfect. I appreciate Frederick Buechner's take on saints. He says, the feet of saints are as much of clay as everybody else's. And their sainthood consists less of what they have done than of what God has, for some reason, chosen to do through them. A saint is a life giver. A saint is a human being with the same sorts of hang-ups and abysses that the rest, as the rest of us. But if a saint touches your life, you become alive in a new way. And so we gather today to give thanks for all the saints who have and who continue to be light bearers and life givers to us and others. We give thanks for all those who have encouraged us and inspired us in keeping the faith, in living by faith, trusting in the promises of God and looking to follow Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Life isn't always easy. A life of faith isn't always easier. And as we've talked about, the writer from Hebrews certainly knew this, just as we do. We especially know this in times of crisis, in times of grief and loss. Everyone works through their grief in their own time and in their own way, but having others to share your thoughts and 
feelings with or having others who can simply sit with you in the midst of the heartache and heartbreak. Well, it's everything. And I love the way that we see you, church, being church. And I love all the ways you support and encourage one another and those beyond these walls. I'm especially grateful for our grief support group because of the way they support one another and the ways they welcome all who come. I liken it to Kipchoge's marathon run, noting that there are days when members of the group serve as pace setters, if you will, not necessarily blocking the wind, the really hardest days of grief, but being there, running ahead or beside or even behind, encouraging that one person, letting them know that it can be done, encouraging that person to keep moving, to to keep going. And they trade off beautifully, always running together. Whether you have grief that is fresh within this last year or it has been years, No, you are welcome to come to this group that meets on Wednesdays at 6.30. Or find what serves you best in facing and working through your grief. And know that you do not journey alone. Church member Terri Ann Tremaine, by faith, ran a marathon in April of 2016, just four months after her beloved mother and church member Fran Dick died. Tyrion had signed up to run the Derby Festival Marathon in August, obviously not knowing that her mother would not be here the day she ran the race. She talks about how training and running that race was one of the greatest experiences of her life. She ended up training with another person whose father had died recently, and her running became a a lifeline for her a way forward in and through the darkest of days. And she too attests that she did not make it on her own. In addition to the encouragement and support of her husband and children and family during training, there was also race day. And let me tell you about race day. It was not like Kipchoge's, no. Worst weather to run in ever. Deluge of rain, it poured and poured and poured on and off all day. And yet every single time Terri Ann was spotted along the course, she was smiling. And she talked about being encouraged every couple of miles by either a family member or friend. And she talked about her dad meeting her halfway through and running the rest of the race with her. And she talked about conversations with God, only one of which went something like, Are you kidding me? Seriously, another downpour with two miles to go? Can't you stop this? Only one such conversation as that. And she also talked about how she felt and knew the presence of her mom. Surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. By faith, she persevered and finished her goal of running a marathon in memory of her mom. I know that not everyone can run, and few who desire to run, much less a marathon. But running is a great analogy for our life and faith, isn't it? And I believe Kipchoge is right. Together, when we run, we can make this world a beautiful world. 
together by faith, we can do what has been said to be impossible, bring an end to poverty, have world peace, and bring an end to all those isms that seek to divide us. Such work won't be done overnight, but by faith, we can be light bearers and life givers in our world, using our gifts and talents to address the needs we see in our daily lives, becoming an example to others of keeping the faith, of living by faith, becoming examples like Nelson Mandela, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and Mother Teresa, becoming examples like those who in our own lives have shown us what it means to live by faith, who have been life givers to us in numerous ways. Today, we are thankful for all the saints. And in particular, we remember and give thanks for 38 saints in our church family who have gone on to be with God in this last year. People who have touched our lives in ways that we cannot always express. People who have been tremendous examples of what it means to live in and by faith. People who have made a difference in the ways that they served family and country and church and world. We are especially grateful for their witness and service in this community of faith. And so today we remember and give thanks for Patsy Bant, Lib Bickett, Esteline Brown, Gary Cantrell, Wanda Crozier, Harold Diamond, George Duffy, Becky Greenwell, Lynn Harding, David Hatfield, Jean Hoveden, Michael Karam, Leonard Kaufman. We give thanks for Eleanor Kuhn, Urban Knable, Barbara Knight, Raymond Lentz, Sharon Masters, Bill Myers, Marge Palmer, Betty Perkins, Kathleen Powell, Pam Price, Jim Prophet, Thelma Redman. We give thanks for Larry Roll, Jean Sampson, Harry Sables, Veda Simpkins, Carol Smith, Jack Stevens, Bob Stocker, Diana Stogner, Evelyn Waits, Willa Warren, Bill Wester, Bob Williams, and Kathy Willinger. Will you join me in prayer? Oh, gracious and loving God, we give thanks for these saints we have just mentioned and we remember. And God, we give thanks for the way they were light bearers in this world and in our lives. We ask that you be with their family and friends, continue to be with them in their grief journeys. God, be with all of us. Help us to remember that we too are saints and give us the strength and courage we need to be light bearers and life givers in this world. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.
There's a lot going on in the life of our community this fall. We invite you to go to www.beargrass.org to find out about all of the events, activities, classes, and small group gatherings. We would love to see you around the table this weekend. Sunday worship services are at 9 and 11 o'clock a.m. We are located at 4100 Shelbyville Road. Until next time, peace.